0: Extraordinary stories from across Scottish football communities.
1: This is the SPFL Trust Football Powered Podcast.
2: Hello and welcome to the SPFL Trust Football Powered Podcast. I'm your host Jake Gray. For each round of the SPFL Trust Trophy, we bring you some of the best stories from across Scottish football communities. We're gearing up for the semi final of the SPFL Trust Trophy with four teams left in the competition. In this episode, we'll chat about the upcoming games, and we'll tell you the story of Ray Sneddon, who has changed his life with football fans in training at Airdrie Community Trust. And we'll also be joined by Brian Smith, who delivers the programme. On the pitch, we'll hear from the captains of Wraith Rovers and Airdrie Scott Brown and Adam Frizzell, ahead of their semi-final clash. First, a short clip to give you a bit of background on Ray's fit Journey.
1: The mental health benefits is I suppose you'd say it's quite extreme because where you're sitting and can't be bothered now it's come on let's do it. Football fans and training really teaches you the basics which everyone really does know deep down but it breaks it down into small portions same as your food should be uh, and makes it really easy to understand where you're going wrong and helps you kind of make better decisions. Ray is, is,
3: is a real shining example we've had over a hundred uh, and we've had success for the large majority uh, but for someone like Ray it, it's basically changed his, his whole aspect in life when he arrived by his own admission and i will tell you big lad and really needed something to, to kick start his, his, his life and he just kept going and, and he lost, you know, I think he lost roughly about three stone in three
1: months which is quite, you know, something. Airdre Onions is so important to the local community um, it's so easy to follow the bigger teams in the world, but a club like Airdrie we've been through such a lot. A good times and bad times, I've got so many memories and great friendships uh, from Airdrie Onions. Life before football, fans and training, was go to work, eat the wrong thing at lunch, come home, have a large portion of something else that wasn't quite right, uh, and generally not much exercise at all. Football fans and training has changed things dramatically. It's given me a new perspective and it's something that hopefully I can carry through and my family follow as well. Well, a typical
3: session in football fans and training is effectively 45 minutes, classroom style. We introduce topics related to fitness, what, what you eat, portion size. And from there, we then go outside uh, where we will walk, uh, we will play walking football but if it's a really bad night, we'll go into the concourse and and we'll do exercises there. It's
1: it's changed my whole outlook. My whole outlook now is get up early, get out, get exercising. Whereas before it was happy to have that long lie and happy just to kind of sit and be content that way. But it's just changed everything.
2: So I'm now joined by Ray who um, participated in football fans and training at Airj Community Trust and Brian from Airj Onions FC and Airj Community Trust who has been involved in running the programme. How are you both doing?
3: Great thanks yeah. No, We're well, doing well, f- thank you.
2: Good stuff good to hear from you. Um, Ray we'll start we'll start with you um, having heard a little bit about your your story with football fans and training you know it's it's really quite an inspiring tale to be fair it's like Football fans and training is such a, a great programme for getting fitter, happier, healthier and, and changing your life. So can you tell me a bit about your experience of the FIT programme at Airdrie?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I attended in 2019. It's a nice 13-week programme where they take you back to basics, shall we say. Show you what you should eat, why you should eat and portion controls. And, and they do it in such a, a kind of good way and um, not a kind of forced way that they're forcing any views or opinions they're just trying to show you where you could make some changes and what could kind of benefit your general health
2: yeah and um, but kinda, before before you joined the program what can of obviously you've become a lot more fitter and, and happier as a result of it
1: yes well uh, prior to the course um, I was a little bit heavy, shall we say. I, I'm a big guy. I'm never going to be a waif, um, but I was 21 and a half stone um, and not in good shape. Hadn't taken part in any sort of physical activity for a number of years. Yeah. And over the 13-week program, with the encouragement of the team and basic um, stuff they used to get us more active and, and get us looking at things differently, I managed to lose just about three stone in weight over the program. So for me it was absolute blessing and it came at the right time. So it was fantastic.
2: Yeah, for sure. That that's absolutely fantastic. You know, being able to lose that that amount of weight and, and becoming so much more so much more fitter must have helped you a lot mentally as well.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's one of the things everyone knows what they should do. Um and yeah. sometimes it takes something like this. It was introduced to me, it was my brother in law's idea. Um, and it was absolutely fantastic. You, you're doing it in a, a place that, every, that football fans visit, which also helped with people that you, you knew, some of the other guys that were on the course, which also helped. Yep. And you had a, a, a fair kind of grounding with some of the people that were taking the course. So it, it made it an enjoyable experience. And And it's something I've continued now, even after so many years. So it's really done me fantastic.
2: Yeah, and Brian, just, just to bring you in, um I'm sure throughout your time working on, on the Fit programme you'll have seen a lot of success stories, including including Rays, but just how much does football fans and training positively impact people?
3: It's quite interesting when <clears throat> when I got introduced to it uh, potentially to be one of the coaches, uh attended the two day program, not really sort of fully understanding what I was joining. Uh, I think once we started the, the the actual training itself got through the two days, and then started running the program, it was only then that you realise what the actual impact community wise, you know, actually is. Now, not everybody is 100% successful. We've had, you know, varying degrees of success. But I don't think there's been anybody on the programme who hasn't had at least you know one side of the programme that, that has been successful for them, whether that's fitness, uh, better mental health or, or weight loss.
2: Yeah, and it's, you know, all these things combined, doing it at, at the Excelsior Stadium in, in um case with people who are like-minded and, you Know also all like football, most of them. <laughs> um, yeah, it sets that you know you make friends as well, and not like it, not only just getting fitter, happier, and healthier, but you're making friends and, and common ground with people.
3: Without doubt, I think uh, it's quite interesting. The first couple of weeks, I always say to the guys when we do it, the first couple of weeks, just hang on in there because you know. <laughs> Although there are lots of Airdrie fans, and, and they're not all Airdrie fans. We've had Rangers fans, Patrick Thistle fans, a Celtic fan. Uh, you know, they all kind of look at one another as if to say, "I've seen you," and they have seen you know everybody because they will probably walk past them about a dozen times during you know the the, the season. Yeah, and it's only after maybe two or three weeks that you start getting some of these uh, elements of bonding. And you know we we've now got we, the the latest club we did, which was just the you know the tail end of 2023. There, that group have sort of formed themselves into a uh, a little band of of walkers. So they are now you know they have now stuck together and, and they're out walking. One the first program of all time still has a walking club that's attached to, and also a walking football club. Now they've they've you know moved on not within you know our own fit programs but without that they would never have taken part and uh, the you know the the bonding between uh, the guys and and we've also had a ladies program uh, has has been something that has been a bonus
2: yeah yeah absolutely and you know you spoke about the long-lasting benefits of and the healthy habits that people make as a result of of learning things through the the fit program and Ray, I believe you've you've continued with with your your own fitness programme after after fit as well.
1: Yes. Um by the end of the programme I was kinda of happy with my progress, but starting to just try something different. So I decided to try um just a little bit of light running. Um and since then um it's developed into more of a, a, a little bit more than just a little run. Um, <laughs> I regularly compete in five, ten, and half marathons. Brilliant. Um, so it's something that gives me that mental head uh, kind of place. It's fantastic. You're out in the morning before I go to work, clear the cobwebs and, and it sets me up brilliantly for fitness wise and the kind of clear headspace. Really enjoy it.
2: Yeah, I think the, the clear headspace that, that you mentioned there is something that's, that's so, so important. You know, you said before about people know what to do, but they don't know how to do it, or they they just don't do it, and that's a lot a lot to do with it. So when you start on a, a kind of smaller scale and you build your way up, you you begin to realise that you know you actually do really enjoy this, and it is it is really <laughs> beneficial for your mental health. It's something running as well that I, that I've actually started recently, and it, I can. Start to to see the benefits of that as well. So you're you're definitely right with that.
1: Yeah, being outside, um, all weathers, uh, I'm one of those um, guys that you see. It doesn't matter whether it's rain, sleet, or snow. I'm out there. Yeah. Um, and it's it's absolutely fantastic. I think even my family benefit. Um, just having a camera dad in the house after he's been for his run, which I even do in holiday as well for my sins. I get up in the morning no matter where I am and I go for a run. And it just makes things a little bit more pleasant. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Fair play to you. That's 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 brilliant. And on on the fit course, again, going back to that, I imagine that like we said, you you would have met some people on there that, that you've stayed friends with and that and that you will continue to be friends with forever, maybe. Oh,
1: absolutely. Um at the at the games you see the same faces in the concourse that as Brian said, one day you didn't really know them, then a few weeks in, you got that little bit of bond um, and you see them every week at the football. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's people you see, people you chat to um, and exchange your stories when you're of a certain age. Not everybody's as fit consistently and little knocks and stuff. So you can, little chats about your, your fitness and how you're still trying just to do the right things.
2: Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And I guess this this question can can of... I extend to, to both of you, but how important is it that football fans and training and other programmes run by the club are there for people in the community?
3: Uh, I think that uh, it's vital. Uh, we, you know, uh, I think it's fair to say that, you know, in Airdrie we have, like many other towns, a number of challenges yep. and where we can help out, not just in fans fitness and training, but the Airdrie Community Trust do a number of, uh, you know, not, not everything is publicised because it's important that, you know, we, we we give support in the right way. Uh, but it's I think for us that, that, and, and particularly, you know, if, if we're talking about fans fitness and training, is that, you know, I think that the guys themselves just getting out of the house and, you know, we, we actually had a, a session last night on, on our most recent programme and it's dark, and it's windy, and it's yep. raining. And the alternative to what they're doing is is actually sitting in the house. Probably, as one of them said, sitting in the house, having a beer, watching the football, and having a packet of crisps. Instead of that, you know, he's he's, he's making a real effort, you know, to to you know to get a bit of bonding, get get a bit of male company, I suppose, yeah. and also you know, getting the benefits of of you know the experiences that we've had, you know, earth fit program now is on, I think it's the sixth one we're on. We, we had a, a lull just after the uh, the pandemic, like, mm. like most did, uh, but we're back up and running and, and and you know, we're going great guns. Yeah,
2: absolutely brilliant. And, you know, as we've spoken about, it is so beneficial. So what would you say, and again, this this could be a question for both of you, what would you say to someone who is maybe at the minute, right now listening to this podcast, sitting in the house thinking, I need to do something or I, I want to get out of the house, I want I want to try that. But what would you say to them if they were thinking about coming along that they maybe just don't have that motivation?
1: For, for me, that's a simple one. It's give it a go. You don't have anything to lose. It's not a high impact activity. It grows with you as you develop through the weeks. So you don't start off um, some sort of rigid training regime. It walks you through, and it slowly builds up, giving you a wee bit more information. It is not a high impact thing. It's low impact. And it doesn't cost you a bean. It's nothing. It's free. It's something that's in the community. And that's got to be important for some people. Yeah, I think
3: it's it's quite interesting that, because we do get uh, inquiries, and then we get applications. And then, unfortunately, some of these don't come to pass. And my message to those who are kind of thinking about it is, you know, like like at least come for for a week or maybe two weeks, uh, and if you don't like it, then then that's fine. But from my own experience, uh, since two thousand and eighteen, when we you know when we've been running it, is that once guys come along, I think I think we've had over a hundred. Uh, I actually looked at this yesterday because I knew we were doing this. And and of that hundred, we've only actually ever lost three people wow. within the program, which tells you one or two things. You know, I think the first thing it tells you is it's enjoyable, and and people want to come along. But I think the second thing is that I think there's a recognition that that you know, as Ray said, it's it's free, and and it's given some good guidance for a healthier lifestyle. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, that's absolutely fantastic, and you hearing people or hearing the amount of people sorry that you've had through the program and how few have left you know really kind of sums it up for me that it is enjoyable like you say and it's something that 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 people who are thinking about it should really really give a go so yeah what another thing would be what what can people expect from the program so if they're thinking about coming along what will they actually be
3: doing so I'll, I'll start with that and then Ray maybe just chips in with, with from his own experiences. So, you know, and initially what we're trying to do is establish, you know, a, a baseline. So uh, week one, really, uh, you know, after we have the week zero and we introduce each other and the way we do it here is we, we like to sort of do it in a, in a way that, you know, you get some tea and coffee and, you know, we encourage everybody to stay on the first week when all the measurements, et cetera, are getting done. Then week one, we have a baseline where... Everybody, you know, just basically how many steps do you walk? What do you eat? Et cetera, et cetera. And then slowly but surely over the rest of the program, we we then break that down uh, and say, right, you know, what what makes you do 3,000 steps a day? And what would help to make it into 6,000 or 10,000? And it's amazing how simple uh, little changes that you make actually make that happen. And then on eating side, it's not a diet programme. So therefore you look at what you eat, you then look at what that's what that consists of, and then you also look at the quantity that you eat and, and you know and, and just small changes again make make a difference. And and I think the, the, the bigger picture is the fact that You know, everybody's got their own level of success, as I mentioned right at the start. So for some people, they might be a lot fitter, but maybe not lost an awful lot of weight. But they're out walking four and five times a week rather than sitting in the house. Or instead of, you know, going to, you know, an establishment and having a sandwich and a cake and a coffee, they're only having a sandwich, you know. So I think it's just a case of everybody knows... I think by the end of the program, where they want to be with, you know, their health and their well-being. And, you know, I think we've had varying degrees of success, as I've said. And I think the, the important thing is that everybody knows what their limits are. And, and they, they, I think they then go and, and do what they need to do to make it a success for them.
1: For for me, um week one is the kinda the, the first honesty step as I would probably have called it is being honest with yourself, what you eat, how much you eat, when you eat, um and and over the weeks, as Brian says, it kinda breaks it down and you're identifying the areas that aren't correct in your your lifestyle and, and it's then Taylor knows I didn't reinvent the wheel for, for what I did. I just tried to cut down uh, try to eat a wee bit more of certain things, a wee bit less of certain things, while you're trying to increase your steps. Um, on the weekly kind of basis that you do it, um, it's it's not rocket science, uh, and it, as Brian said, it's not weight loss program, but it's understanding what what you're actually putting in, um, and and then understanding um what you need to do to kind of counteract that. So, by, by upping your step count, that can counteract your your calories. Um, so it's it's. As I say, it's not rocket science, but it's just good to have it broken down in front of you for portion controls, what you're eating, the amount of alcohol you're consuming. It's really informative, but kind of fun and lighthearted at the same time.
2: <coughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure you'll agree that once you implement these habits into your life, it's something that you'll, you'll never go back on.
1: No, uh, that, that was my plan all along was uh, if it was successful is to then just roll that right through and you you do. There are there are times where you can have your your pizza on a Friday with the kids um, and yeah, but course. you know find well um, that it's not a seven days a week lifestyle anymore. It is just the odd snack here and there like that. And it's just trying to implement that and keep that going. But um it, it does work. Um but there is a element of sticking to it of course. Yeah we see we you know we've had as well as you know Ray
3: who, who's is you know a real shining example of, of the success of this we've had Another chap who had his diabetes reversed. One of the current fit trainers who helps me out is is uh, one of the guys who was on Fit Club One, as I call it, which was the very first one, uh, and he is very similar to Ray. He's he's now a leader on Jog Scotland. So you know we 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 very much uh, treasure the real successes, but at the same time we appreciate you know the fact that. Every single person who's come on the, the programme has given it a go and that's all you can ask.
2: Yeah, absolutely that is all you can ask. And it's, again, great to hear that that there's so many more success stories um, and not, not just yourself, Ray. Um, but, yeah, fantastic to hear a bit about the football fans and training programme at Airdrie Community Trust there with Brian and Ray. So thank you very much, guys.
3: You're welcome. Uh, you. We'd welcome you along anytime. you want to come and see us.
2: Coming up next, we have some football chat with Wraith Rovers' captain Scott Brown and Erdoganian's captain Adam Frizzell. But first, it's time for the halftime highlights, a run-through of some football-powered stories from across the country. Good luck to Kate Cooper, Ryan Laurie and St Mirren FC Charitable Foundation CEO Gail Branigan who are braving temperatures as low as minus 40 as they trek the Arctic Circle this month. They are taking on this extreme challenge in a bid to raise funds for the St Mirren FC Charitable Foundation, which supports services for physical and mental well-being for those in the Renfrewshire community. It's been fantastic to see the latest cohort of football fans and training starting around the country. Many people have started their journey to become fitter, happier and healthier and change their lives just like Ray at Airdrie Community Trust. Kick off Your Career is kicking off again the employability programme gives young people the opportunity to gain a range of qualifications and receive bespoke support to build their CV and employment prospects. The six weeks programme is run in partnership with DWP and is running across the northeast at Aberdeen, Dundee United, Montrose and Wraith Rovers. At Ibrox, Rangers Charity Foundation have started another 12 weeks of Glasgow's Veterans United. The free sessions allow veterans to enjoy a game of football with their peers, make some new friends and boost their fitness and mental well-being. And finally, Falkirk Foundation's Pathway for Success programme has kicked off for another 10 weeks. The programme is tailored to connect with students who may have disengaged from schools in their community. Welcome back to the second section of the podcast and it's now time to talk football and the SPFL Trust Trophy. In this section we're joined by Wraith Rovers captain Scott Brown and Airdrionian's captain Adam Frizzell. Scott, how you doing?
4: Yeah, I'm all good, thank you. How are you going?
2: Yeah, good, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on. So, obviously, SPFL Trust Trophy action coming up. Um, you must be be looking forward to getting back to it um, in your game against Airdrie.
4: Yeah, really looking forward to it. It's um, another chance for us to make a final, which would be really good for us and really good for the club, really good for the fans. Um, obviously, a chance to try and make amends again for last season. Yeah, We know it's going to be a tough game, Airdrie, of... I've beaten us twice already in the league this season. We've not beaten them at all. Um, They really are one of the success stories, to be fair, to see where they are in the league, considering they only got promoted last season. and Listen, we know it's going to be a really tough game.
2: Yeah, and obviously, you know, Airdrie doing well in the league, as you said, but they've just beat a a premiership team in in St. Johnson as well. So, again, it shows that it's not just the league, they're up for it in the cup competitions.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I can't pay them pay the club and pay Rhys McCabe and his players high enough credit for how, for how good a job that they've done. Um, as I said, we've not beat them at all in the league this season. Um, we've lost to them twice at Airdrie and Drew at our place. They were all really tough games to be fair. They have a, a really good style of football, a really nice passing style of football and as you say at the weekend it shows that they, they put out an SPL team in the Scottish Cup.
2: Yeah, yeah, it will be a really a really close game obviously, yourselves going really well in the league um, I'm sure everybody will agree with me that it's, uh, it's been a, a fantastic season for Wraith Rovers so far but what what do you expect from from firstly this game and then for the rest of the season going on because it'll be a, a tough t- a tough standard to, to maintain?
4: I'm sure everybody will tell you that it's probably been hard to know what to expect when it comes to Wraith Rovers games this season, the first part of the season we had a lot of late winners Um there's obviously the record that we've not won any game by more than one goal. We've not lost any game by more than one goal. So we know it's probably going to be a tight game when it comes to playing us this season. Um Yeah, it's been a really enjoyable season so far. We're where we wanted to be in the league, there or thereabouts, come like 15, 16 games to go, which is, which is where we are. We obviously know that like Dundee United have got a game in hand. They've got a chance to go three points clear of ourselves. But listen... Yeah. We showed our quality when, when getting to the top of the league, and we found it a wee bit tough. I think since we've got to the top, it's kind of expectations have kind of changed a wee bit. I would say maybe. Um, obviously it's easier, a wee bit easier, being the being the team that's chasing than second place because kind of you kind of go under the radar a wee bit. But yeah, listen, we know that aren't out of it either. If we're being brutally honest, that they're not that that far behind. But we need to get back to what we're doing at this towards the, the first half of the season. We've we obviously had a little bit of a dip, but we've we'll, we'll been going on every day working hard and, and trying to make sure that come, obviously, our Inverness game on Saturday, but the, the, there's obviously important 15, really, 16 cup finals still to come as, as long as long as we can win the majority of them, then we'll, we'll see where we're going to be at the end of the season. We've also got the Trust Trophy, which is an exciting yeah. competition for us. The club's obviously done really well, in the trophy, in the the trophy, in the past, and um last season, as I say, was obviously a big disappointment for everyone involved. And for me, being, being at my first year there as the captain, it was it was a a bitterly disappointing day. But we can all use that energy to try and fuel us to to make it right this year.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know you said that that you've had a bit of a dip, but I guess it's it's testament to to you and the rest of the squad that you've had that dip and you're still. Their joint top on on points with with Dundee United.
4: Yeah, we well, I think this was always going to happen. To be fair, the the rate that we went through the first two quarters with with the points though that we had would have been like winning the league by 10, 15 points every other season. Now we know that teams are going to have a dip at some point. We knew that this was going to going to come around the corner at some point. We weren't. We would have loved to have gone the season. Continuing the way we were going, but it, it was unrealistic that it was going to happen like that because we know how tough the championship is. We see it every week; every team can beat everyone, yeah. and it, it it it's all dependent on how well you perform on the day. And listen, we know in sport that it's not as easy as just turning up and the same things happen over and over again. So we we need to try and get back to what we're doing. As you say, we've had a little dip, but it's not it's nothing. We've not fallen off a cliff. It, no. It's no. just a dip in our standards compared to what we set at the start of the season. We're still. Been picking up points here and there and obviously obviously winning a couple of games we won the Derby in New Year as well, but um I'll probably not need to remind you of that. But, um <laughs> it's just one of the things and as I said in the championship that there's no there's no sense of panic as I say around the dressing room or around the club at all. We just need to everyone stick together when you're going through a bit of a tough patch and keep working hard and you'll come out over the other side. Your quality will eventually sign to us as as we would like to we'd like to think.
2: Yeah, you mentioned the quality, obviously, you've added in, in in this window as well. The likes of Kyle Turner coming in from, from Ross yeah. County, got in team of the season last year when he was with Partick Thistle. So, another important sign in, you know, players like, like Dylan Easton. Just how important have, well, the whole squad, but players like Dylan Easton, who, you know, he's obviously got an abundance of quality there. I've seen his goal at Tannadice. How important.
4: Yeah, Dylan. Dylan, I I probably don't need to speak that much about Dylan. Everyone said enough about about how good Dylan is. To be fair, and we see it every day in training. I I've played with Dylan for for years. Obviously, I played with him at St. Johnson before and dropped down the leagues at the same time as Dylan. And I've seen his quality for years. It's no surprise to me how well Dylan's done this season and how well that he he's managed to, to carry on throughout the season. Really, I think that um he, as you said, he showed his quality done the United game, but. For him to get ten goals already is, is an enormous credit to him and yeah. I, I would can I would obviously as a captain, as a as a teammate to encourage him to keep going because listen you never know where ten goals looks good, fifteen goals looks even better, and twenty goals looks incredible to be fair. So you never yeah. really know where that can take you. Um it's obviously good for us that Dylan's doing well. Um as you said we we've added quality like Kyle. Kyle's Kyle was a really, really tough player to play against last season. He's obviously come in and and showing his quality so far. So as long as we keep adding quality to the squad, it's not going to be a bad thing. We obviously added a lot of quality in the summer, but not only quality, but like really good guys for the dressing room, really, yeah. really experienced players, Sean, Josh, Keith, Maza, obviously guys that have, have been there and done really well in the championship. Um, And, and that kind of helps. Like we, we didn't have an enormously experienced squad last season, probably a downfall in the cup final a wee bit. that we yep. missed a few experience heads, um, but listen, it, as I said, it, we need to keep going where we're going, and hopefully, come the end of the season, we're talking about where we want to be, or or we're we're obviously in the playoffs, fighting for a chance to to go up to the SPL.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we'll we'll, we'll go back to to the SPFL Trust Trophy, and you know, obviously, you experienced that that heart in the final last yeah. year, as you've touched on. How much would it mean to you to you know, to break that and, and win it this season
4: Yeah, it would, it would right all the wrongs of last season, listen we know that uh, probably until we won uh, unless we win the trophy this year it's going to be another disappointing, we're probably you would probably call us favourites now to win based on the league positions but we know that there's four good teams left in the competition um, to, to win it would be really special but listen we know that as I've touched upon with Airdrie, we know how tough a game it's going to be against Airdrie so we can't look yeah. any further forward than next Friday night and Hopefully we can we can make another final which would be an amazing day out for the club and it would be it would be nice for, for the club for every for the supporters for every little thing that the people behind the scenes put in for it to be a cup final again. Um yeah. I've touched on how well the, the supporters have followed us this year. It's it's really appreciated from obviously our club captain but from everyone in the dressing room. It doesn't go unnoticed the fact that we've been taking full full away support really, even Langston on Saturday we had, double their fans and it just shows how, how well that people have, have taken to us this season um, but we need to continue performing for them on the pitch first and foremost
2: yeah yeah definitely but should you get to the final I know obviously you're not really looking at that just now because of the yeah. Erdra game but that'll be the third in a row that's actually taking place and then the year below that was, was obviously the Covid season and, and race it's uh, an incredible
4: record the club I have got to be honest um, it would be good for us <laughs> As I've said, for us not to be at this next season because we'll be in the SPL hopefully, yeah. but um it's an incredible record that the club for have got. The club, ever since I've been at the club, the club have always treated the trophy with enormous respect. You obviously, in the early rounds, some teams make eleven changes to their team, but we've yeah. never really done that. We've always gone with a, a, a pretty strong. Don't get me wrong, we've made changes, but we've always gone with a pretty strong group of players and and, and given young young players a chance. But next experience, it was never. It was never, um. Uh, there's 11 youngsters out there. It was always, we'll give a few boys a chance. And I think the boys just, it just rolls with momentum. I think that the yeah. boys really enjoy playing in this trophy. It's When you, when there's not there's a lot of stress with the league, but when there's a lot of expectations on us now with the league, it's sometimes nice to roll into a wee bit of a different competition. And um, as I said, we're, we're all really looking forward to next Friday. It's, it's a chance for us to, as you say, put us back in the final of this competition again, and hopefully write the twenty twenty four chapter of this this version for the club.
2: Yep, yep, definitely. And it's a it's a competition that you get the chance to play against teams that you might you might not normally get to play against. Some of the teams from from lower down the leagues, although you might draw them in other cups, but also teams from from Wales and Northern Ireland, and one of which is still in it and yep. playing Falkirk. So. You know, I don't want to ask you looking too no, far ahead right. but no, 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 it's I, it'd be it's... interesting to to get them in the final a team that's you know relatively unknown I know they've got a few Scottish boys in their squad but it's still yeah. mainly unknown for, for race
4: I think it's really natural obviously to talk about it's, it's hard obviously for me to sit here I can't be completely neutral and say oh we we only want to look at Friday it's, it's obviously natural to talk about the field competition um, listen Falk have done incredible this season they've obviously been on their long unbeaten run in the league, um, I obviously don't. I don't know John McGlynn personally, but the club obviously know a lot about John McGlynn, a lot about the players. Tom and Brad were amazing for us last season. They obviously went there, yeah, and they've done really well there. And we know how tough a game that would be. We obviously don't know as much about TNS as what we do about Falkirk, but we know that they're in the semi-finalist cup for, cup competition for a reason. We know that that will obviously be a a tough game, and I think from a, new, a neutral's perspective, there's four good teams going into the last four of this competition, and as I said, I think we'll be favourites, but it's 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 definitely hard to call who's going to come away with the trophy at the end of the season.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure, and you never know, all going well for you, you might you might end up with, with a double, but yeah, <laughs> you good, ne- luck. You never good luck, good luck, all the best.
4: Crossed. Obviously, being the captain, that would be really nice to get my hands on two trophies at the end of the season, but... Listen, as I said, we're taking it game by game and starting for next Saturday, and then got a semi-final to look forward to. So,
2: yeah, quite right, Scott. Thank you very much for coming on; much appreciated. No problem. Thank all you. All right, thanks. So I'm now joined by Adam Frizzell of of Airtrounians. How are you doing, mate?
0: Yeah, all good, mate. Yeah.
2: Yeah, good. Thank you very much. Um, SPFL Trust Trophy action coming up. Um. In the next week and it's a trip to face Wraith Rovers, a team a team you know well from this season. Um are you looking forward to it?
0: Yeah, excited about it. Um it's it's these games you wanna play in. You know, we have put ourselves in that position. Um obviously we've played Wraith a, a couple of times already this season. Um I think before Queen's Park on uh last weekend there we, we were the only team in the league to beat them. Um yeah. so it shows how good a team they are. Um but no, as I say, we, we know if we turn up on the day, then then we can more than match them. So, no, we're looking forward to it and we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, for sure. My right in saying you've beat them twice this season already in the league.
0: Yeah, we beat them twice at home um, and then we, we managed to get a point up, uh, up there. So, no, as I say, it's been very competitive games. Uh, the managers know each other very well, yeah. uh, obviously. Uh, our gaffer have played with, with Ian Murray for a year and, and, and under him and stuff, so... No, it's it's always very exciting games. It's two attacking teams that like to go and try and score goals, so I'm sure it'll be a spectacle.
2: Yeah, and of course, bo- both teams have had a, a good first half to the season, Um, but Wraith, you know, obviously, joint top of the league, so it'll be, obviously, you know a bit about them, what they're like to play against, but coming into this competition, it's almost like, you know, there's not... It's, it's going to be a massive game and one that you'll be really looking forward to in terms of you know there might be a lot of changes in in both teams there might not be given it's a semi final but again it'll be really competitive
0: yeah definitely um obviously you mentioned the league form they're, they're joint top of the league for a reason um that they're a really good side especially going forward they've got they've got a lot of arsenal and having played with a couple of the the forward thinking players myself uh with Airdrie, Um, i know exactly what they're capable of but no no, we, we have we have a few tricks up our sleeve ourselves and we'll go up there and try and impose our style of play and, and, and see what happens. As you say it's a cup, so league form sort of out the window and, and, and you just focus on that one game.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You mentioned imposing your style of play there and um the manager Reese McCabe's had a lot of um you know, good good media about the way he likes to set up his teams and play football. Talk me through how you kinda Puts that across to the team in in training.
0: Well, oh, yeah, he's great on the pitch. Um, we do we do a lot of shaping, probably two two or three times a week. Um, and I know and I know that can get boring at times, but um, he he tends to sort of his sessions are very good and, and keep you entertained. Um, yep. But no, as I say, if if the shaping's working on the pitch, which at the moment, as far as um, you don't mind doing it. Um, and especially come a Saturday when, when you're involved in a team that are sort of free flowing and playing attacking football, it suits me down to a T. So, no, it's just a pleasure to be a part of at the moment.
2: Yeah, and I've often wondered um, what it's like playing with a team where the manager's also on the pitch.
0: Yeah, well, it, it delivers very well on the pitch and, and sort of training. And we all go into the Saturday sort of knowing our roles, and, and, and it can be detrimental. At times, obviously, it's, it's it's a very, very hard role. I don't envy him uh, being a player manager, but you no, know, as I said, he, he sort of leads leads by example on the pitch, and, and and we all follow. So, um, as I say, so far everything everything's going well. Anyway,
2: yeah. So obviously, aspirations in the league to to get into the the playoffs at the top end of, of the league and see how you can get on and and kind of hunt for the for the premiership there. But what is your Expectation for the rest of the season, both in the league and in the cups, especially in, in the SPFL Trust Trophy.
0: Yeah, well, we want to win it. Um, as I say, we, we know we know the task at hand going going up to uh, start Spark. It's 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 not an easy one, but as as you mentioned earlier, we, we've won twice this season against Rafe so it's not an it's not an impossible task. Um, we know if if we go there and play the way we can and and maybe catch him on an off night, then, then we can. Get ourselves into the final. Um, in terms of the league, yeah, we are going for that fourth spot definitely and, and we just need to keep this we run going and, and keep getting points on the board and see where we're at come may. Yeah,
2: yeah, and obviously it was a, a massive result for you against St Johnson in, in the cup as well. So you've you've got the capability there to, to go and beat Premiership teams. You've as we've spoken about about already, beat Wraith Rovers a few times this season. So um, definitely, kind of got the team spirit and the ability there to go and beat teams that kind of on paper or on based on league position and league standing would be favourites going into the game.
0: Yeah, definitely. Look, we we obviously came up from League One um, last year. It's it's a club that 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 doesn't have a massive budget, but all that doesn't matter because we know what we have in the changing room. It's a young squad, but it's got a, a lot of talented players in it. Um. You mentioned but we also we, we, we beat Dundee pre-season and then we, we took Ross County all the way um, mm. like on extra time, so we know what we have in the change room and that's why we were sort of frustrated when we were on that, that wee dry spell in December because um, although we're the team coming up, we're probably seen as the underdogs and, and we'd, would have been fighting at the other end of the table. um, We, we know if, if we turn up on a Saturday and play the way we can, then we should be at that side of the table and, and that's where we aim to be and, and continue to be at, uh, come May. Yeah,
2: and touching back on, on the opponents, Wraith Rovers, um, do you think that, because obviously you've, you've beat them twice and got a draw with them once already this season, given the fact that Ian Murray, ex-Airdrie manager and quite a few ex-Airdrie players there, do you think that's got anything to do with the fact that you you know how to play against some of the players? Uh, no, I
0: wouldn't say so. Obviously, Smithy scored, scored the goal against us up there. Yeah. Um, both games we've won could have went either way. Uh, I'm sure they'd have had missed chances in the game. Um as I say, it's a team team full of attacking players and uh, two teams sorry, full of attacking players and, and lot of lots of players that work going go and score and create goals and, and, and that's shown in both games have been really entertaining games of football. I know the way Ian Murray plays, it's it's another style I sort of enjoyed. He just it just sort of went for it and and and, and made the games every game entertaining so no yeah. as I say it's it's sort of a 50-50 game I think if they'll agree on that and, and and especially given it's a semi-final it's 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 one that you just go up and and try your best in the night to get yourself into that final
2: yeah absolutely and it's it's Yeah, you know I was speaking to uh, the Rafe captain Scott Brown as well and he said that there's four good teams left in the competition and you know you look at it, and it can it can go either way in terms of who who's going to win it. But what would it mean to you to to go on and win it with with Airdrie?
0: Oh, it would be unbelievable. I've I've not had any sort of cup success um in my career um this year. We've 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 sort of put a, a wee run together in both cups. Um, I it, w- it would mean. I was obviously we we went up with Airdrie last year, and, and I know how good that was and how much it meant. For, for the town and stuff and, and we'll go and look to do that and, and keep bringing the fans success
2: Yeah definitely and you touched on the fans you know Airdrie are a community club I've spoke with Ray and, and Brian and there's a lot of good programmes that go on so being able to give back to those fans that support you week in, week out is another bonus
0: Yeah that that's that's what it's all about isn't it um, mm-hmm. they're the ones that keep us going so we, we look to make them as happy as possible Um. I've got really sort of close, close knit with with everyone there since I've joined the club. But I, I was also working in the community um, through the council and stuff, and I know a, a lot of Airdrie fans, and and I know how how happy we're making them at the moment. And as I say, that's what it's all about, and and long may it continue. Yeah,
2: absolutely, Adam. Thank you very much for for coming on the podcast. It's been great to speak to you. Thanks a lot, mate. Now, if you listen to the podcast, you will know what that sound is. It's now time for the SPFL Trust Football Powered Prediction League, where we make predictions on uh, the upcoming SPFL Trust Trophy games. Now, before we get into our predictions for the semi-final, let me have a run-through of the quarter-final results, just to give you a wee reminder. Falkirk 4, Dundee United 2, Hamilton 1, Wraith Rovers 4, the New Saints 4, are both 1, and Greenock Morton and Erdionians 2. Drew 0-0 with Airdrie winning 6-5 on penalties. Oh, last time out I went up against Ryan from Broth Community Trust and we predicted the quarter final results, just a straight prediction. So I predicted that TNS would beat Arbroath, so tick. Wraith would beat Aches, another win for me. Dundee United would beat Falkirk, so that was incorrect. And Airdrie would sneak past Morton and they literally did sneak past Morton. So 3 out of 4 for me, pretty good, pretty good. Now coming into this one, I was level on points with, with my opponent, which is just whoever is the guest on the podcast for each round. So Ryan's predictions, who I went against last time out, he chose our broth to beat TNS, of course he did. So that was incorrect, unlucky Ryan. Dundee United to beat Falkirk, that was incorrect, but I also chose the same. Wraith to beat Hamilton, so he was right there. And Morton to be Airdrie, so not not so not looking so good for for Ryan unfortunately uh, in the last round of the prediction league. But it does mean that I take the point. So yes, I've I've finally pulled ahead. I was behind for so long. Managed to pull level in the last one, and now I've managed to pull ahead. So this time out, I'm going up against Ray and Brian from Airdrie Community Trust. So here is their prediction.
3: Uh, I'll go first. I think that uh, it will be a very close match at Starts Park. It was one each when we played them in the league earlier. It wouldn't surprise me if it goes to extra time. Uh, and I predict that Airdrie will win by two goals to win. And the game at Falkirk, I actually think that Falkirk are having a very good season, although they've had a little dip in the last couple of weeks. But I, I do think that that's just a minor setback. I actually predict that Falkirk will be... Uh, the New Saints by a couple of goals to nil.
1: Yeah, fair play, Ray. Do you do you agree? Um, I kind of agree with the Ray you want I see that extra time all over it, um, and I, I have to go two one as well. I can't see it being a much more goals in it, so I would definitely say two one, and it'll be controversial. And I think New Saints. I've seen um, a highlight package with them on it, and yeah. they looked pretty decent. I'm going two nil for them.
2: Yeah, it was it was interesting the. The last round, I, I don't know about about you guys, but I I expected, well, I I predicted that they would beat our broth, but I didn't expect that they'd beat Arbroath four one. So my predictions for the semi-finals are Wraith to beat Airdrie, so apologies to to Ray and Brian, and Falkirk to beat the New Saints. You know, I just think in both game, like as as Scott Brown ha- has said there. Um, four four good teams in the competition, you know. I wasn't too sure what, what to expect of the new Saints in the last round, although I did back them to beat Arbroath. I didn't expect it to be, you know, a defeat of, of in the way it was, in the manner it was, a four one uh win for for the Welsh side. Um obviously Wraith Rovers are, are flying at at the top end of the championship and Airdrie are doing well, but I just think with the home advantage and, and race um history in this competition that I think they'll they'll get to the final once again. And, you know, obviously not not in more recent times, but Falkirk have got a good a good history in this competition as well. And they've won it a couple of times. So yeah, I, I the two that I'm backing to get to the final are, are Wraith and Falkirk. But good luck to to Ray and Brian for, for their predictions. Again, as I said, as I say in every round, not too much luck. Hopefully I get the points and Yeah, all the best. So that's all we've got time for today. If you want to learn more about the SPFL Trust, check out their Facebook and Twitter or visit www.spfltrust.org.uk forward slash trophy to learn more about the work they do and the SPFL Trust Trophy. And for more information about today's topics and participants, you can take a look at the episode notes. Thank you very much for listening and I'll speak to you in the next one.
1: This is the SPFL Trust football powered podcast.